I don't even know how to phrase it. I think your instincts are even sharper than you know. There are some gifted with foresight, and there are some who neglect that gift. You need to show me that you can work around each other's weaknesses. What did you have in mind, exactly? I guess we could call it a, a sort of like a game. Whenever you go out in a blaze, you go out in a blaze of glory and style. Wouldn't they want to protect a lady? I mean, that they're not chivalrous enough for that. Hey, guys, he's over there. Shut up, woman. No, he's not. I'm throwing a water bomb at Finnevir. Uh, that's yeah. the taste of defeat, Finnevir. Actually, that's the taste of uh, pig guts. I didn't wash those out. Pig guts and defeat taste very similar. Gonna take more than wish tea to, uh, to wash that out. If we do this again, I'm not getting bombed again. In a life or death situation, you have to rely on the party to at least back you up. And if you can't trust them now to have your back, then don't expect any different when your life is actually on the line. Hi guys, welcome back to this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles, Season 1, Episode 12. I'm your host and game master for today. My name is Snow. I am known as Emily. That is my actual name, but everyone knows me as Snow. And so we're going to go around our table and introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm Quentin, a player in the in this podcast, and I play Charles Smoot, 56-year-old biology teacher, born and raised in New York, just trying to find out what's going on in this world and get back to his family. I thought you were 57. No, I said 56. It's changed. It really hasn't. It's been 56 the entire time. Dang, I thought 57. Okay, sorry. No, 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 no. Hi, I'm Zach. I'll be playing uh, Alfred Kenneth Mast. We'll be going out into the woods to hopefully not die. We're probably going to die. Hi. I'm Jaden, and I'll be playing Finnevir Avir, the bard that's accompanying all these people on this very scary mission. Hi, I'm Andrew, and I'll be playing Alan Taylor, the uh, countryman who's about to show all these yuppies how to go camping. Okay. Okay. That sounds uh, pretty good. All right. So, guys, last time on the Gate Chronicles, you all had your training sessions, and you leveled up. Woo-woo. So we are all level two now. Yay! And, well, I have some news for you guys. Good news? Maybe not We're not so, dying? Maybe not so much, but we're going to start the way that all things should start. With rain? That's right. It's still raining. It's been raining for... This is the second day. I remember now. Yep. No? This is the third day. It rained in the evening, and then we trained for a day in the rain. That's true. And now this is the morning after. So yes, that news that I had for you guys, it's still raining. The droning trickle of rain against the canopy of trees drip and fall from the leaves in larger droplets onto the hoods of your cloaks. Trekking through the wet landscape has been both tiring and somewhat sobering, and of course, a little chilling. The cloaks have held up surprisingly well for the amount of water they have staved off. However, the pungent odor you notice shortly after departing from Ashby seems to grow stronger the longer you stay in the rain. And while that is mildly unsettling, the echo of foreign screeches and growls in the forest keep you on edge, and Amali continues to lead you through the forest. 
I really felt like I could hear the wild animals in the background. Is the smell of dog the pungent odor you were referring to? <laughs> uh, you can actually, if you'd like to, you can make a knowledge nature check to figure out what that smell is. Sure. Ooh, 16. Okay. It's probably the cloaks that we're 26. wearing. Six. 26. So Alan, Alfred, and Smoot. You guys are able to figure out that it's most definitely coming from the cloaks that you're wearing. The wetter they get, the more water they absorb. But also, it, it just causes this foul odor to rise up. And in a way, it kind of reminds you of the scent of wet dog. And Alfred, you're able to figure out that it's actually wool. And then it's probably the lanolin from the wool that's causing the smell to be so bad. Gosh. Uh, plebeians note, what is lanolin? Lanolin is a type of like oil that comes from the skin or like the yeah like the skin of sheep oh, is it the the skin oil that soothes cuts and nicks yes but it's also the stuff that keeps things waterproof it, it's what keeps animals like wool to be waterproof for the most part so um all of you can make a perception check for me really quick as well 12 oh, that's right i have a plus one now 15 Ooh. 20 13 so everybody you all notice that you, you guys have been traveling for hours now. Um, you're really not sure how much time has passed. It's really just been a complete just trudge through mud and rain, and it's just not been very good. But for the past 20 minutes, you notice that you've been heading uphill and that around you, you're starting to see the trees are starting to get a little bit thicker in diameter. You're also seeing that there's lots of ferns and leafy plants growing where you would assume where the light would probably reach relatively easily, but they're more sparse than they were when you were um, like earlier on a few hours. And also the trunk of the, like the bark on the tree trunks is also, maybe it's from the rain, but a little darker. For Alfred and Alan, you guys notice that as you're walking up the side of like this this hill and it's starting to go into like a rocky sort of slope and almost like a cliff, you look off to the side and you see that a part of it kind of slants inward as if there might be some sort of a cave or something underneath of it. That's where I'm going to leave you guys. Hey, y'all, look over here and uh, walk over to investigate this indentation. Okay, so how, it, how long have we been traveling at this point? It's probably been you're you're getting close to the eight hour point. It feels okay. like many hours. It's many hours, but so, you did say it was difficult to tell. It's getting towards the evening. Roll a survival for me, really quick. Sixteen. You would assume that you're getting into late afternoon towards the evening, but it's probably around a little bit earlier than dusk. Amali, should we make shelter? It looks like that's a cave. That's why I'm having us head uphill. We don't want to get soaked. I mean, kind of right, too kind late. Of, uh, yeah. Uh, at least in the cave, we'd be able to dry out our cloaks. What cave? Uh, whatever he found. Oh, all right. So you want to go take a look at that? I mean, it'd be a, hopefully drier than out here. Uh, please, it's it's cold. Watch out for bears. Y'all coming? Amali's going over to the cave or to the side of this hill. You actually have to go back down a little bit and arc around where you were down to the side of it. I'll keep towards the back of the pack. Doubt we'll have any luck finding any dry uh, timber to start a fire with. Huh, really? Unless you packed any. You don't go out in the woods much, I can tell. Oh, uh, actually, almost every day. Then you can roll a survival check for that. Uh, and Alan, you can also roll a survival check. 19. 20. Even though you've said that, Smoot, it does dawn on you, like, wait a second, that you could actually probably go and find some 
old, like if you find like old tree branches or something along that line, you could actually probably split it down the center and find dry wood, making like tinder and whatnot. At the very least, it'll dry out quickly if we split it up. If we shave off the bark, that probably has absorbed most of the water. If we can get to the center of it, we can at least get some peeling to start something. If we have trouble getting it started with the matches and tinder boxes, I do have that lighter. Don't want to use that too much, but as a last resort, it's always an option. So Kelsey goes in, and you all have gone inside the cave, I'm assuming? I would have tried to pick up some of those tree branches and maybe drag one or two in with me. Okay, sure. So you go pick up some tree branches. Kelsey's inside the cave. She leans up against the wall, and she slides down it, holding both of her hands and um, rubbing them to warm up. I'd like to perception check the cave. Sure. And I'd like to snoop around the cave as well, but I'm also specifically looking for where might be the most comfortable or advantageous spot and claim it early. 23-8. So it appears to be a very shallow cave. There is nothing in here that looks like it's been like no animal marks or anything like that. No foul odors. It's very dry, thankfully, except for the front entrance of the cave where there is some water that is coming from the top of the hill down and sweeping into the side of the cave up against the far bottom wall, uh, which would be the far left wall, I suppose. And beyond that, it looks like everything is rather smooth. There's a few rocks that would probably be good to sit things on top of, but overall, the area looks to be very smooth and nothing, you don't really have to do much to clean up the spot. I'm going to find a dry spot off to the side and set down my alchemical kit. Finally, just, ah, good grief. We've been walking all day, it feels like. It's good for the body. Exercise. I think this is more than just exercise. This is like marine training, honestly. Torture? I'd I'd go with torture. I agree, torture. (laughs) Like... My merchant self, who is regularly ready to carry this heavy pack, who's been carrying lightweight all day, is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, Amali's just Amali just looks at you both and he just says, uh, you guys didn't have to come along if you didn't want to. Outside looking for wood, Alan's going to look over at uh, Smoot. You ever go backpacking? All the time. I actually live near the Appalachian Mountains. One of my favorite things to do was actually to take all of my uh, biology students out to a local wildlife reserve. Mom and Pa used to like to take uh, me and some of my cousins up to the Appalachians and go backpacking every now and then. Ma wasn't too much for it, but Pa, oh, he loved it. It's nice to be surrounded by nature, kind of get away from everything. Though, who knows, with the way things are going, we might get a disdain for it after a little while, not having anything to return to. Amali comes out as you guys are talking, and he walks over. You need any help? How much were we able to collect as far as lumber goes? Roll a d12 for me. Both of us? Yeah. Seven. Eight. Okay, so you both have that many pieces of wood. You're not sure if it's going to be usable or not, but you did find some, like, dead trees where you just broke the branches off. They came off relatively easily, and you see that the surface is wet. The inside seems a little dry. We may want to find a little more to uh, maybe maybe some heavier pieces, less dead wood, set it by the fire so it can dry off. All right. The heat. That sounds good. Uh, we're not going to be going any further today. Didn't figure. Yeah, too much rain, and looks like Alfred and Kelsey are getting tired. Yeah, uh, they've been dragging their feet almost for the past two hours. Well, we've been moving rather slow. Looks like Mask just got too much to carry. If it's becoming too much of a problem for him, I can probably carry his pack no problem. It's probably a good idea. I might be able to take Kelsey's. Get some weight off her feet. Maybe put a little bit more pep in her step. Yeah, I'm hoping we can actually get to this place. 
How so, far out do you think we are? Uh, a few days? More than a week? Hopefully not. From finding them, or do you mean how far we're from Ashby? Finding how, where we're going. If we keep going at this speed, it might take about four days. So best case scenario, we're probably going to have to go hunting at some point. Maybe, and... Aside from our mission. Yeah, well, here's the other thing. If the weather picks up, we might be able to push through for a longer, uh, extravagant, not extravaganza. <laughs> excursion? For a longer excursion, if the weather's clear. Otherwise, there's no way. They'll all collapse before we even get there. Eh, Finn seems like he's capable enough. Uh, I'm not yeah. worried about Finn. Worried about the aforementioned two. Also, Smoot's gonna go and by a couple of trees, ma- just make slight notches in the sides of them, just kind of noting that he was in this area. Okay. We would gather some larger chunks of firewood and then make our way back into the cave to try and start something to warm ourselves up. All right, that sounds good. That's fine. You guys come back inside carrying the firewood and you prepare it, I assume? Yeah, absolutely. We'd shave off some of the uh, more wet bark, try and get some scraps. What's your survival score? My survival score is a nine. You have nine into survival. Okay. You're going to make the base roll and I'll roll for eight another. <laughs> okay. Okay. How is it nine? I dumped almost all of my traits and feats just for survival and knowledge nature. Oh. Yeah. All of it. Yeah, that would do it. He's a biology teacher. This man was literally made with backstory to go backpacking. <laughs> you guys can roll your survival on that. Here, I'll uh, hand him my my personal dagger, which is always kept maintained. I will gladly use this. It's uh, oiled and sharpened. This seems well maintained. Do you, have, do you have a whetstone or anything to sharpen it with? I have four. Here, and I'll give you I, his. What? I have an army knife. Oh, okay. This is what I'd been using to hack at the trees, so he figured oh, it would probably be dull. Here, so you- I'll, I'll sit in the corner and work <laughs> on this piece for a while. Yeah, Finnevere, yeah. you're handed a very strange-looking knife. You've not seen anything like this, where part of the blade is actually almost etched out. On Like, there's the sharp end of the blade, and then there's, like, the serrated part oh, towards gosh. the back of it. it. I won't touch the serrated part. Yeah. I don't know serrated. what to think about that. So, yeah, I'd hand you that to maintenance, and then I would work on the campfire. Uh, I had a 21 base survival roll in order to start this obnoxious piece of work with the wet wood. And I rolled a 15 for aiding another. Smoot goes and he takes the knife that Finnevere handed him and he takes another piece of wood. He stands upright one of the branches that he brought with him and he places the knife on there and he uses the other branch to basically hammer it in and split down the center of this wood. It goes through and you're able to find really nice dry pieces and you have to shave off all the extras. You've made yourself some extra tinder and some wood that you can burn. Everything else on top, you'll have, hopefully it dries. So you guys start the fire. The place heats up relatively quickly and you all feel very comfortable finally drying off. Kelsey takes off her cloak and spreads it against one of the far side of the walls, hoping that it dries. I'm actually going to go back outside without the cloak for a second. Or okay. actually, if, if I'm going to go out without the cloak, I'll remove the cloak and my shirt to not get things more soaked. But I'm going to go grab some longer branches to stand up against the cave wall to act as coat hangers so that the all of the cloaks can be hung against the wall to be dried by the fire more efficiently. Okay, so you go and you do that and you, you do find some good material to make this rack for yourself and for everyone else. It takes you a little bit to get it set up, though. Uh, Amali pulls out the map and he appears to be making a few marks on it. But 
Unless there's anything else anyone wanted to do for the evening, I'm going to make the day pass. Dry my cloak, eat some rations, try and find a comfortable rock to rest my head on. <laughs> using the bedroll, not actually using a rock. Your map has been updated. Do, 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 do. <gasps> would I see him pull out his map and try and update it? Uh, yes, I said that you guys see him. I would that. just look at it and say, so, where are we headed? And I would point to the map. Uh, he looks at you as you point looks back down at the map and he says I'm hoping that we find them nearby in the river especially with this rain it'll be great fairies that flood probably bring them closer to land they love water and swampy regions so I'm hopeful that we find them if the weather turns more fair it looks like we should be able to make it in a day two at most so that's hopeful at least yeah more than likely two the rate they're going yeah well anyway time to rest up get yourself ready yeah on a quick side note, have you ever tried their meat? Is it worth eating? No, I don't. I've never really gone out to hunt one of these things because they're dangerous. Fair. Dangerous things normally taste good. While we were exploring if it was possible, Smoot would keep an eye out for either the yarrow or the juniper, which he is aware of what it looks like. Okay, that would be a survival. Going to be a total of 20. Uh, you were able to find six of the juniper and five of the yarrow. But that did cut back on how much time you guys had to um, travel. It's one of the reasons why you've been slowed down. So going and foraging will cost you time doing that. What um, do you, you move at half paced? Yes, you move half speed. Are we still able to get one of these hexes done in a day though? Uh, as long as you went the eight hours. Yeah, I, I, would, I would urge everyone at least to go for the eight hours. Would have been done during the previous day that we just uh, explored. I, I got that. Yet. I shall continue. All right, so even more good news. Well, We're the morning continues with rain, but this time it's not just regular rain. There's a storm. You hear thunder and lightning, and it does enter the cave. It wets your cloaks a little bit. It The fire is out. This goes on for about an hour in the morning, like early morning hours when you guys wake up. Who kept watch? Who kept watch? <laughs> Apparently no one. Nobody Smoot said was, anyone kept asleep. watch. Uh, I was waiting. Amali would have kept watch, if anything, and then, you know, the okay. usual. So there's severe wind and thunderstorms for one hour when you guys wake up in the morning, and that is what wakes you all up from your sleep. It's a lovely morning in the day. Oh, Nelly. Thunder and lightning, very, very frightening. Well, Amali, there goes our hopes of the weather becoming more fair. Does mess do anything? Do I have anything to do? Uh, you can prepare extracts. You can... Uh, as far as extracts go, I can prepare them within a round. No, that's bombs. You can only repair... You, you... No, it only Extracts takes... take a minute. Yes. Extracts take a minute. I think Ex- extracts definitely take longer to prepare than bombs. Bombs can be prepared on demand because the whole point of bombs is that you mix together volatile chemicals to instantaneously make a volatile reaction that is non-sustainable. For, for alchemists and their extracts, it works... Um, if you're just going to yada yada it, the same way as wizards and with their spells. You just take an hour out of your morning and you say all of your extracts are prepared. Oh, hey, look at that. We have an hour to waste. Does Finnevere have soap? Uh, nope. I actually left it behind. Drat. Soap is for when you want to be businessy. And I didn't have a lot. All right, well, uh, Alan's going to get down to his skivvies, go outside and take a shower. Kelsey just rain. covers her eyes as he, you he walk by. He will warn Kelsey. She just covers her eyes still as you walk Uh, by. Ma'am, I'm going to ask you to turn around. I'm going to run outside and take a shower real quick. Just go to the corner. 
Just go, you know, like, out of sight. It's not hard. We have cone vision because we're in a cave. Yeah, but I, I'm not going to go out with my clothes with me because then they'll get soaked and I want to come back to dry clothes. All right. So, Zach, um, are your extracts equivalent to the spells that you told me the other day, like True Strike, Endure, Elements, Crafter's Fortune? Do I have the resources for them? Um, so I'll tell you what your character thinks he could do to make them. For True Strike... Your character thinks that perhaps, based on what you've seen going on with uh, Finnevere's character, perhaps there is an exchange value that needs to be made to make things happen. For True Strike, for example, you might need a feather from a predatory bird, endure elements, a spicy food item, and a cold food item, crafter's fortune, a small piece of material from the desired craft type, and bomber's eye, some form of caffeine. Bomber's eye is just hyper, hyper distilled coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're just taking shots of espresso. So I would like to actually get my knife back from Smoot. I'm very attached. Sure, if you walk up to him. Sure. Uh, uh, trade. And he's like, I yeah. hope you uh, didn't hack up uh, mine as much as you uh, you did your own. Uh, <laughs> listen, there's a, a certain charm to maintenance. You feel professional. It's one of my tenets to keep things maintained. So hey, I guess it would, be, it would bother my character more. I mean... I used to just use my knife till it was dull, hollow grind it on a belt sander. Uh, do I know what a belt sander is? Probably not. No. All right. What? Uh, it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's a machine that has paper that's very coarse and rough and made with like sand on it. It's like it's like paper with sand glued to it, and the machine spins the paper really, really fast so that when you put stuff on it, it grinds it down, kind of like a whetstone, but really fast. Amali makes eye contact with you, Finn, shrugs his shoulders and shakes his head. Wondrous tool. Americans. You say that with disgust, but I wear it with pride. We know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, here's your knife back, Finn. Were you able to, seeing as it is a pride of yours, maintenance my knife, honey? Um, I was able to get the flat edge, but I'm unfamiliar with this uh, bumpy bit. It's serrated. I, it's I, better for cutting things. I think I'd need a better tool than what I have for that. Doesn't usually need to be maintenanced. Normally, it's just for gripping and sawing through tougher bits, but... I did clean it and oil it, though, so there's that. It's much appreciated. Okay, so, Zach, would your character prepare any extracts? Yeah. At I... the very least, you can do the Cure Light Wounds ones. I don't think he has much of the materials for anything else Because you can on make him. two extracts I... per day. Your kit has... Basically, you can, it's a starting kit. It has, like, the basic necessities to make certain spells. That's where you got your ideas from. You're like, oh, look, a bird feather. Oh, look. Why is there paprika in here? Also, like Crafter's Fortune, your character can pick that up on the fly. Somebody wants to make a metal item? Here, give me that screw. Or some of the, yeah, some scraps of metal or something. Caffeine. Guess whose character carries around coffee beans? Eh? 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 I I do. I don't have anything worth making at the moment through extract. Because if I make it and don't use it, I've wasted the resources. Well, there is, if we know we're about to get into, if like, if we're tracking the beasts. Yeah, what, so what, what, I what, can just wait till we're at that point. Yeah, so yeah. then so, we're good. But right before we engage in combat, you can make, like, one or two extracts of Bomber's Eye with two coffee beans, and we'll be good. That's really what it, your it extracts take, are for It takes for a little anyway. bit of forethought. It, 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 you it don't takes have time to, to set up the equipment, though. That's the other thing. That's why most people prepare their extracts in the morning. That is the one thing you have to, as a caveat, it takes you a minute to make, but it takes your character time to set up, too. So, but, so let's do it a day without and see if it makes a difference, and then we'll know for the next day. 
so we're gonna move on so we can um do some stuff um so zach i'll take that as your character does not prepare any i extracts. did not make anything don't have anything to make that's actually important okay we, we already have pot- oh, cure light wounds potions because he's been taking a lot of time the moment the storm passes amali has you guys pack up your things and you all head back out into the forest albeit a bit slower than before due to the surplus of mud and slippery surfaces and after several hours of stumbling through the forest you guys stumble upon a small clearing well at least the weather's more fair now Ah, would you look at that. Puts a smile on your face and a pep in your step. So let me uh, have you all roll some perception checks for me really quick. What was that? That's a good question. Oh, yes. 24. Are we rolling perception, did you say? Yeah. Perception, please. 18 for Smoot. 11 for Taylor. 20 for Finnevere. As you guys enter into this clearing, you see that there is a natural dirt path that bifurcates near the center of the clearing around a hill that has a cliff face at the front of it, and towards the back, it appears to have a more gentle slope. The cliff itself appears to be about 12 feet high, with large trees spaced out on top of it and large roots pushing out from the dirt sides. You can barely see the top of it to make out what's up there beyond a large bush that wraps around the northern, uh, northern western side of the cliff and another bush further down on the southern side. Kelsey finally speaks up and she just says, this, this looks like a great place to take a break. I don't know about you guys, but I need to use the restroom. By the way, ma'am, are you all right carrying that pack the whole time? Because I can carry a good deal more. Yeah, I got it. It's, it's a little different than what I'm used to, but I, I'm i not having a difficult time. Are you certain? Because it is literally no skin off on my back to carry it for you. I'm, well, if you want to hold it right now, that would be fine. I actually need to go to the bathroom really bad and she's starting to cross her legs. I will take the pack from her. Okay. What is your marching order, guys, when you come in? Well, I know what my instinct would be, but it's probably faux pas. I would probably trail close to behind because I would assume... Or actually, no. I, I would be opposite of whatever Smoot's doing, probably. I would be leading up behind after Kelsey, making sure that Kelsey and Mest are keeping track okay, of everyone then I would be I'd probably be up at, up towards the front ahead of a Well, not ahead of a Molly, but right behind him. I would probably be side by side with a Molly because I like being around him. I do like the idea of running straight up a hill, but if it's like literally too steep and it's rain, then... Maybe not. It's not really a hill. It's more like a sharp cliff edge. Uh, So it's really, it would be hard to climb up it. There are some roots hanging out. Kelsey starts to head off. Amali just says, fine, we can take a break here. I would stop her. I'm still paranoid from the last time I went out with an adventuring group. Benavir, you can't stop a lady from going to the bathroom. I know, but if anyone's separated from the group, I yoink a whistle from my neck. They should at least take one of these, even if it's for a moment. Please. She takes it from you. Okay. I was just gonna... Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be back. So she heads off to the left of you guys, behind a bush. Where do you guys go? Amali just says, We'd be able to see pretty much everything from up there. If you guys want to take a break, we could eat up there, so nothing can really sneak up on us. I would want to get up on top of the hill anyway, so yeah. That sounds great. Sounds uh, good. All right. If I went around, does it look like I could 
run up it instead of climb? All the way towards the back, it looks like there's a slope up. But for you guys, I also wanted to mention that you see lots of flowers in the area. You actually see off to the left of this hill, there is a very large reddish-orange flower that you see. Uh, and this catches Alfred's attention. It looks very interesting. Probably could be experimented on. All right, I'll, I'll go investigate it. Okay. Smoot would maneuver to follow, but like, so if Mest is going all the way over there, right, to go explore it, he would stand in between so he can still see Mest, but it's still an earshot of Kelsey, not going up the hill, but staying down by this base level. Make sure no one gets left behind. Amali points to the right side of the hill and he says, there's a slope back there that you can walk up. You don't have to climb it. Uh, I'll book it. Amali goes after as well. You guys, I don't know. I'll make sure any stragglers don't get left behind. I will follow them then. So, uh, Alfred, you get closer to this flower. Please roll a perception check for me. Ten. A ten? Oh, boy. A strong and foul odor wafts into your nostrils. It smells like something died over here. Hold on. All right. I'm trying to get my voice. Why? <laughs> no, not why. Why? Not why? It's not why. Oh, this, that smells right. Yeah, it smells really rancid. Uh, actually, also, Smoot, where are you going to? I'm standing in between where he is and where I last saw Kelsey dip behind a bush, just so if anyone needed my assistance, I could run either direction. A few moments later, Kelsey comes out from the bush. Where's everybody gone? Everyone else headed up uh, the cliffside. They found a slope over on the right-hand side, but Mess seemed intrigued by these flowers over here, so I was just kind of hanging out to make sure none of you got left behind. Oh, well, there are some berries on this bush over here. I I can help you check them out, see if maybe they're edible. Who knows? She also points further down, closer to where Mest is as well, and she says, looks like there's some on that bush, too. Well, let's head over towards Mest's way if there's some more over there, too. We can see what he's looking at. Mest! Okay, so you guys start moving, uh, making your way over there. Both of you can, yeah, perfect. Both of you. (laughs) Kelsey, you're a real person now. Uh, You guys, you and Kelsey both get hit by the smell as well. Oh, Mest, what'd you do over here? Did you fart? You pass wind? I'm going to assume it was your fault if he, if it did happen. Oh, okay. But he can I make... smelt it. Wait, it was it was Smoot's fault that you farted. If if you did indeed fart. Um No, he smells a fart. He was asking if I did it. I said I'm going to assume it was you. Whoever smelt it dealt it. Exactly. Uh can I survival or nature on both the flower and the berries to get the properties of either of them? Berries to see if they're edible and Which flowers. one first? Uh let's just do berries first. Okay, so you go over to the berry bush. Yep. Nature, is it? Yeah, knowledge nature. Uh you guys make your way up the hill. Twenty-six. They check off all the right boxes for edibility. They are bright pink in color. They look more like blackberries, except they're per- they're bright pink. Okay. I would uh I'd say, hey Kelsey, these look good. Go ahead and pick a few. Okay. So me and her would take some time to pick some berries for everyone. All right. So you guys, you pick some berries. What does Mess do? I'm investigating the plant. So please uh, roll a knowledge nature for me. 21. As you're looking at the plant, you do realize that it looks like it is one of those raflasia or also known as the stinking corpse lily. What the weird thing to you, though, is that you know that these plants don't grow in temperate forests, or at least they didn't, they grow in more of the tropical regions, which is a little strange to you. Fun fact, it is the state flower of Indonesia. That is their state flower. Someone decided to have a 
stinking, rotting corpse plant that's parasitic as their state flower? I mean, from what I remember, they, visually they look very nice. It does have a parasitic nature where it actually takes nutrients from host plants. Oh, yeah. And they uh, usually, the, the terrible smell is used to attract flies in order to pollinate other species of the flower, even though the strange thing is that they are typically singular and they don't grow anywhere near other ones. That's super strange. Uh, so as I sit up atop the, the hill, I'll take a, a deep breath and I'll uh, take out a piece of paper and uh, a pen out of my uh, artisan kit and I'll just start sketching anything. All right. So I love that you took a deep breath. That's hilarious because you take a deep breath and you are hit by that foul odor as well. Oh, there's one up top. <clears throat> Gosh. Um. Oh, God. Finn, was that you? No, not this time. <laughs> oh, it's like those beans you had the other day, but worse. Uh, anytime I have spicy sausage. Anyway, I'm going to take out a rag and some fishing wire. I'll thread that through the rag and put that over my face. And I'll put a, a pinch of my scent cloak on the rag. It uh, it masks smell really well. Okay. So like normally it would add a fairly large, um, like, against something to be able to smell your scent. Alan Taylor, you also are getting hit by the smell, by the way. Should I roll a fortitude save? Sure. I haven't had anyone else do it, but you can roll a fortitude save. Ooh, and that is uh, particularly low. Uh, he, that's an eight. Ooh, you gag. Yeah, you feel like you're about to vomit. <clears throat> All right. Who didn't shower? <laughs> Y'all smell rank. Once I get the, the mask together, I would like to um, sit down and just sketch anything that catches my eye. If the only interesting is them down with the flower, that, that could be that, but... Okay, yeah, th there's the flower. Where do you where do you sit for that? Right at the there? end of the hill. Okay. Uh, it's a very nice it. spot up top, very quaint. Uh, you can see, though, all of you make reception check up top. 19. 21. Hey, guys, look at this. And you both come over, and you, you see on the ground there appears to be several tracks, like paw print tracks, just all around up top here. That's weird. Can I try to discern what type uh, creature this might be? With my knowledge? That would be a, yes, knowledge nature. This is about as best I can muster. Let's see what that uh, comes out to be. Uh, that comes up to a 25. Okay. They look a little bit like wolf tracks, but a little bit bigger. Ooh, really big doggos. But, and also the claws kind of stick out a little bit more too. Uh, might be a wolf, the best I can guess. Big ones at that. Good grief. Uh, so, back down below, Alfred Smoot and Kelsey, so you guys are picking the bushes from these berries. Whoa, berries from these bushes. Ha ha ha. Alfred, do you actually get any closer to the plant or not? Nah? Yeah, yeah, I, I would step closer to it. How close? Probably close enough that I could take out my knife and poke at it a little bit. Okay. As you're poking at it, Kelsey starts walking over, checking out what you're doing. I would follow up behind if they're all moving that way, just to make sure that they're all safe. Okay. So you start poking at it, and as you do, you feel your knife clink against something. It doesn't sound like metal, though. So does it sound like a stone or... A, a little bit, but a little lighter. Do uh, Can I roll a perception just to see if I can hear that noise? I'm going to go sure. to grab one of the petals... And, like, lift it up. Got a 16 perception for smooth. You do hear the little clink sound of 
his knife against something as he's poking through. Alfred, as you reach your hand in to basically pick up one of the petals, you need to roll a reflex for me. Oh, no. Oh, no, indeed. <laughs> Nine. All right. So there's the battle music. There, there There's is. the battle music. All right. So you guys up top, can you roll a perception check for me really quick? Um, <laughs> three. And uh, 12 for what I rolled. I was going to ask if the knife hit bone. And uh, this thing is this thing might be alive. Might have the bone of a dead corpse. Might All be right. a dead mast in a few seconds. Who knows? Hopefully not. So here's the deal. And this is what happened. <laughs> Never start a sentence like that. I'm dead, aren't I? You're also paralyzed now. If it's poisonous, I get to make a saving throw. That is true. And you do have a plus two for that with poison resistance now. Do me a favor and all of you roll for initiative. Everyone. Everyone, everyone. Uh, 12. 14. 13 12. for Vinavir. 12 for Mest. Oh, that look like a big boy, though. I don't, I don't like that. No. <laughs> that looks a little bigger than I'm comfortable with. Jeez, Kelsey, calm down, woman. No, Kelsey, save Mest. Don't calm down. She has no calm. 100% maximum no chill. I'm just assuming I failed whatever reflex save I was supposed to be making. More than likely. Well, who knows? Oh, yeah, I know you failed that. Yeah. Maybe it's a slow, dumb creature. Uh, It's a plant. Plants are all dumb because they can't talk. True. That is true. Ah, literal. That's not true. Mandrakes can talk. They scream. Alfred. The moment that you reach your hand towards the plant and you make contact with it and lift up the leaf, a whip-like object shoots out and it wraps around your body and it grapples you. You are being entangled right now, really, is the real term. And this strange creature sort of arises from within these vines that are surrounding it. You see bones being uncovered as it rises up. You also see two of the Rafflesias, or what you thought were Rafflesias, they rise up from the ground as well. They appear to be almost like lions, but they have these flower manes and they roar at you. Quick question. When this says you take a negative four to dexterity, does that mean the modifier? No, 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 no. score, score, score. The score? Yeah, so Uh, it'll be a minus two to your mod. uh, As long as you're entangled. Me and Kelsey are going to get to go before you, so hopefully we'll be able to get you out. All right, so I hope you guys have fun. This should be an interesting encounter. FYI, you guys up top cannot reach it because the cliff is 12 feet high with a downward slope, a very gradual downward slope. Used to, uh, he has a bow. Could he range attack Yes, at it? he can do a range attack with that, but you are 12 feet up in the air. Just an FYI on that. Yeah, and technically it would have, unless you get closer, it has concealment. Real From quick. the cliff or mist? From the cliff. You said there's a Rafflesia up on the cliff as well. Did that turn into a lion or no? No. Okay, interesting. They're just using them as camouflage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's almost like a symbiotic relationship. Ooh, interesting. I kill something and bring it to you that way you can eat it while I eat it. And you can have its leftovers. Maybe that's the smell of dead corpse. Probably is. Probably dead corpse. (laughs) Nothing like a good smell of dead corpse in the morning. Redundancy. Yes, well, speaking of which, you see that on top where you guys are, you see the vines shrink back from where they were, where one of the uh, flowers were. You see it uncover a skeletal corpse. Like where we are? Yes, up on top of the cliff. The vines essentially shrink back underneath the bush that they're wrapped around and they go back underneath and 
down to the ground and it uncovers a skeletal corpse. Uh, as soon as Smoot would see any of this, he would shout towards Mast, Mast, get back. It looks dangerous. Kelsey just shrieks. You guys hear that up top, which unsettles everyone for the most part. Oh, gosh. Mr. Mest! Kelsey pulls out the dagger that she had from her pack, and she runs up, and she is going to swipe at the vines that are entangling Mest, trying not to hit him as best as she can. She manages to cut a few, but she cannot release them from you. You are getting an aid and other action against that, so it'll be a plus two for you next. How high did you say the cliff was? 12 feet. We can fall 10 feet without taking fall damage. Hmm. You could also use Are there rules for falling on an enemy to strike them? No. Like jumping down and thrusting a spear into something from above? Not that I'm aware of. Dang it. That doesn't mean you can't try. Doesn't mean you won't die. Uh, yeah, it doesn't mean that falling way, into a massive carnivorous plant won't kill you. You guys are all considered flat-footed right now, by the way, because this would be a surprise attack I against can't you. Be. You can't be flat-footed? Correct. I have, uh, that's what, uh, that's the only thing I got at level two. Is that awareness? No, it's uncanny dodge. It says I cannot be considered flat-footed. Mest, the vines take you and they start to constrict around you. What is your CMD for your character? Terrible. Nine? Uh, So it does succeed on continuing to grapple you. It did pass that. So it starts to constrict around you. You take... Like how much? Like how much constrict? It, it, it's wrapped up around you. It, it's basically grappling you overall. Okay, so it's wrapping around me now. Yes, like like a snake would. So is he still just counted as entangled, or is there another effect called constrict? The constrict is the special attack. Entangle is also a special attack. It's entangled him, which is the grapple. So he is being constricted, which is the attack. Okay, so it's just squeezing him to do damage. You take four damage. Hell, it's like a third of your health. Yeah, just about. Well, no, a a fourth. This is why I need to get throwing spears. The strange thing is, is that the plants around you guys seem to start to shake and contort in ways that don't seem very normal for these kind of plants. The tree that this like shrubbery that Kelsey is right by reaches out and it thrashes at her and tries to entangle her. She too nimble. Uh, not today. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, the plants are stretching out and wrapping themselves around her feet and causing her to become entangled. Now, rules is written, I can do this. I can run up to Alfred and use the reposition combat maneuver against his CMD using my CMB to move him five feet away from the creature. He's grappled. I I would say apply logic here. No way, Jose. Can I move both of them then is the question. If you can't move one, you can't move the other. I was just going to attempt to the, pull Alfred out of the grapple. Uh, you can aid another on that. You cannot, I think. Okay, then I would just attack the creature because aid another is useless. Isn't a successful aid another only like plus two to your your Correct. Aids it would role. be a plus two to his anti-grapple. So what I would recommend doing is because in order to escape a grapple, you roll CMB versus their CMD. You can alternatively roll an escape artist check, which would use your dexterity instead, but your dexterity isn't negative, so I don't know if that helps. My dexterity is also at a negative one right now. So... Um, Yeah, I would just then run up and attempt to attack the creature that is grappling mast, and I would yell, Amali! Smoot is going into a barbarian rage as he's running up because it's free and why not? And I'm angry because it has both my mest and my Kelsey and it was my job to make sure that they didn't get left behind. My words exactly. I knew I should have stayed down there. 
I'm glad I'm up here. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be a 21 to hit. Okay. You're swiping at the vine? Yes. It hits. There goes diplomacy. You want to talk to the plants? If I could, who wouldn't want a magical plant friend that smells like corpse? I think they want to eat us. Well, we'll, maybe we'll feed them some Toda. From Red Guard. Six damage. So you take the army knife and you ram it in or you slash? I would probably try and slash to cut away the vines. Okay, like, like machete. Yeah, like machete. Machete. So you uh, try to machete this thing and you cut off one small strand of vine, which seems to loosen up around Alfred a little. Next up is Finnevere of Ear. I stand up and get my bow out because I think that's all my combat maneuvers are allowed. I'll let you move more than just standing up if you want. I don't know how five-footy these squares actually are. It would be nice to be able to position... Wait, wait, does the creature have its back against the cliff? Is it like like half embedded into the cliff? It has pulled away from the cliff. It's on the ground now. Is there room to be between it and the cliff? So there is a bush that is giving it concealment. So the bush is like an overhang and there's part of a cliff there. You can see the bush is like arched through. Oh, that's the corpse flower, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, this is not. This is going to be way less optimal then. I would never do that. It's going to still have concealment from the bush, unfortunately, no matter where you go. Well, I can't attack this turn anyway. It is Amali's turn. Amali uh, actually is just going to jump from the top onto the ground and roll. He's going to do an acrobatics to help lessen Ooh. that. He is sexy. Okay, he does this really nice barrel roll from the top. He just like does a somersault, lands on his feet kind of thing. He looks at the lineup of people. He sees that Smoot is currently assisting Alfred. And then he notices Kelsey over, who is much closer to him, and he goes to her. So he's about 10 feet back from Kelsey. He was able to jump off the cliff from where he was and run over. Yeah, because that was a 12 foot drop, which is part of the movement. All right, everyone, stay calm. This is like another training exercise. Except this time you have a real enemy. Amali, just get Kelsey out. I'll get messed. I mean, that is the plan. Kelsey just says, don't worry about me. Just help Mr. Mest. Alfred, it is your turn. Yeah, it's just I'm already at, I'm also at a negative two to, for making attacks by a grapple. You could. I, it and is, is drinking a potion a standard action? It would, it would proc an attack of opportunity. Grappling is a really debilitating thing. The only thing you can really do when grappled is get it out of a grapple. How do you get out of grapples? The only way is rolling a CMB against their CMD. Is that considered a maneuver check? Correct. Yes. It's a combat maneuver check. I'm also at negatives for that. Wow, that's... It, grappled is a dumb condition. You can roll an escape artist. You, you can. You can roll escape artist. The DC is a little bit higher, but you can do that. Minus two to all attack rolls and maneuver checks, except those made, made to, to escape, escape the grapple. grapple. So there. you're good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, your only two options are act normally, you only get one standard action, or to break out of the grapple, as you can see by this flowchart, defender options. Four. Yeah, no, Um, you are continuing to be... I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that grappling someone, though, puts them under the grappled condition as yes, well. Yes, they're both under grappled. So that means they're easier to hit. So if we can just kill them to get them off of you. I eat my way out of the plant. You could. <laughs> just eat the plant. Little did you know I'm a vegetarian. This is what I'll eat you for breakfast. Little did you know I'm poisonous. Alan Taylor, it is your turn. I am going to move to the other side of this creature. So that's the edge of the cliff still. I'm going to move there and jump down from the cliff as part of my move action. Okay. Roll an acrobatics to not take damage from the two feet beyond 10. That's 13 because I don't have ranks in acrobatics right now. You're fine. You don't take any damage. 
Uh, you stumble a little bit, though, when you land on the balls of your feet, and it sends a little shock up your body. Grit your teeth kind of fall. Yep, a grit your teeth kind and of fall. And then I will stab it. I will stab it right in the back, real hard, with my spear. Until find a creature with no discernible I will, I will stab it in the, the, the creature, and I'm going to stab it real, real, real hard. I'm going to stab you in the place. <laughs> 25 to hit. Okay, so it does hit. Roll a d100 for me. 70. 70? Okay, you do hit. It succeeds. From where he's attacking, he's still at no, a concealment. It's because the bush, it's, the bush. Ru- Rules is written, the bush is in a square. Therefore, anything in that square does take partial concealment, regardless of elevation. So, like, the top of it is basically covered. Think of it like that. Wow, rules are written are really dumb. Well, the way that, this is the way that I imagine it. This is how it is in my head. The bush isn't just up top. It wraps around, almost like a, like a, shoulder shawl. The bush has runners running down, the, like, like like a raspberry bush. A raspberry bush has thick leafy vines, right? And it has runners that it grows out that sprout down and go find new ground. So it just has a bunch of runners going down the face of the cliff. Uh, so you do hit. Please roll your damage for me. That is eight. Nice job. Stab. So you take your spear and you manage to maneuver your way around some of the brush and you do a quick jab at it and you actually manage to hit what feels like part of the main source of the plant and you pull it back out and you see a little bit of green spurt out from behind, from its air quote, back. The lion-looking plant with the flower face turns and almost as if it's being directed by this other plant, it actually looks like it has this vine attached to it as well, moves towards you directly in front as if to block you from attacking the body again. And it is going to attack you. So what this thing does, Andrew, it lunges at Alan. What is your AC again? Uh, my AC and my AC is 18. It lunges at you and you feel these, what you would think where soft petals actually bite down into you like razor sharp daggers into your body and you can feel them piercing through your flesh and you take four damage as you feel not just its teeth but also this strange tongue-like thing latches on to you and it pierces through your skin. Does it like stay latched or is it just the one bite? It's just the one bite. It's like a little quick prick like a a rose. Ow. Freaking grass type mawile just bit me. (laughs) And next up, the other one is going to use its tongue and attack Smoot. Okay. And this is attacking me, not Mest. That's his primary concern. That's because you're doing damage. Yeah, Mest never hit it with a dagger. It's got to protect itself. Uh, What is your AC? My AC currently is a 13. So are the flower lions not the ones grappling Mest? Can I see that? The flower lions are not grappling Mest. There appears to be a vine, however, that is coming from the main body of this other creature okay. that is extended and almost implanted into these lion plants. It hits. You feel a very sharp pain suddenly prick you in the side, and you take five damage. <laughs> Finnevere's just like, I'm glad I'm up here. I imagine five damage is like a movie stab. Yeah. That hurts. As a matter of fact, I am glad I'm up here and not actively being threatened. Yeah, uh, it's Kelsey's turn. She is going to try and get out of the entanglement. It just makes her move at half speed to get out, which she can do relatively easily. So Kelsey is actually going to withdraw back. Where? How far? Behind Amali. Okay, so she backs up about 20 feet. Yes. All right, so Kelsey withdraws going 20 feet. Hey there, Amali. Uh, 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 I'm just going to stay right here for now. 
Does she like grab his body, like hug, hugs around it? For the smut, yes. For the smut. <laughs> for the smut. Okay. Just for the smut and nothing else. I don't know. I don't know that we have smut writers for our content. Oh, Esther will be. Well, Kelsey seems to just be very focused on what's going on in the combat and she's staying back. But you guys, next, that's her turn. Next up is the creature's turn. It is going to continue to try to grapple Alfred. So it's going to make that check against you, Alfred. Do you have to roll to maintain Correct. grapple every, every turn? But you're at a plus five. Ah. Gotcha. It successfully maintains the grapple. It is going to constrict against Alfred again. You take four more damage. So that it's either rolling consistently or or it just does four damage. Yeah, that's what I'm. Well, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or that's the cap. It might just do like its strength. Plus if it does two. a d4 damage, the odds of it getting consistent damage are not that bad. It's going to use its free action and use Entangle again, and it actually causes the vines from the plant to come out and create difficult terrain for Alan. Uh, you are now entangled. Next up is Charles Smoot. So you said we can see the vine that is going from the large creature to a mast? Yes. It has wrapped more vines around as it continues to grapple and succeed on its grapples, which I'm is why gonna it's going to do a cold shot in order to attack specifically that vine that is grabbing him. So that would be considered part of its arms. I don't know. So you're in a negative two for that hit. Sure. Uh, 22 then. So it'll be 20 after you subtract two. I'm glad that my life in combat is not so difficult. Okay. Please roll damage for that called shot. Eight damage. In a seemingly devastating blow, Smoot takes his dagger and he just uses all of his strength and swipes at some of the vines. You see that the vines split apart and you see the almost, not sinew, but what do plants have? Cellulose? Uh, fibrous viney the fibrous, material. Yes, the fibrous bits. The fibery bits start to splay apart and spread as if they're being stretched and they're trying to hold on for dear life until they do snap back. The call shot did go through. What it does is for 1d4 rounds, any attack rolls, ability checks, or skill checks made using the wounded arm takes a minus two penalty. Okay, so that would affect the grapple. Awesome. You see the arms or the vines that it lost are now flailing as they try to re-bolster themselves and regain the vigor that they had. Smooth, that is the end of your turn. Next up, it is Finnevir All right. So Finn will go up to the edge. He'll draw back his bow and launch it at the top, at the, the cliff. Okay. You want me to roll the percentile or do you want to? Yes, please roll the percentile die. It was a 67 on the percentile. Do you add your dex to hit on range attacks? Yes. I know it says for a longbow you can. No, you do. You no, do. No, you, you add your dex to hit. You on. do add your dex okay. to DAB hit. plus dex. It's a 12. The arrow flies through the bush, but it misses and it actually lands beyond the creature, almost passing through the arms that are flailing about and just misses them completely. Oof. Gotta get back into practice. That's what the training was for. You could hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, it is Amali's turn. He is going to move up and he is going to punch down at the lion creature. That's certainly an action. That That is an action he can take. Running up and uh, punching let's... flower lions in the face. That sounds like something Chuck Norris would do. <laughs> <laughs> Amali is our Chuck Norris. That's why they're smart. <laughs> All right, so Amali essentially takes his fist and he reams it down on the creature's head and you see an indentation form and it rears back a little bit. It hisses and it just looks like it's not feeling too good after that hit. Next up is Alfred. 
Is that a negative? Attempting to escape. Negative crit. Well, you just don't break free of the grapple. You are you are stuck yeah, there. Yeah, I know. It's like, hold on, I gotta wait. No, I made it worse. More uh, vines uh, come up and wrap around you. Slips and falls As, into more like, vines. Yeah. I'm upside down somehow now. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> you, picks you up and you're upside down, being held by a foot and all this other stuff, and you, it starts to wrap more around you. You've gotten your arms free from the vines that were holding them, and in, in your premature jubilation, you get them more tangled in more vines. All right, Alan Taylor, it is your turn. I will take a five-foot step. All right. And make a power attack. Okay. On the main one. Okay. I am receiving a flanking bonus from Quinton, which means that negates the entanglement attack negative, which means I'm at a total negative one. So I will make my attack roll. And it's no, it no longer has concealment from the bush from where I'm standing. So I, at least to my knowledge, so I should have an open shot. Yes. From your character's perspective, it looks like you have an open shot now. And that is 23 to hit. It hits. So that is seven damage. Okay. Uh, You take your spear again and you aim true and you hit the main body of this creature again and you see another spurt of blood come out the back, this greenish colored ooze that just seeps down the handle of your spear. The lion flower, the flower, the dandelion, we'll call it a dandelion for now because that's not what it actually is, but we'll call it a dandelion. Uh, This dandelion that smells like death is going to attack you again with its tongue. Uh, did it breach 18? So this is what happens. It crit. Noise. Alan, it lunges at you again. Its tongue hits into the side of your body. You take 10 piercing damage from it in your side. Ow. That's also the small creature. Yeah, not the big one. Yeah. Yeah. But the big one has done surprisingly less damage. It has taken... How much damage have y'all done to it? I personally have done 14 to the main creature. And I've done 8 and 7 is 13. No, 8 and 7 is 15. So we've done 29. 29. So, Alan, I feel like that's a. there should be a bigger owl from that. Because that was a big chunk of your health right there. Ah. Ooh, I like that. Mm, mm, mm. Head punch, kick. Okay. I don't think it punched or kicked him. I think no, it really bit him. Yeah. Bit him really bad. The other one who Amali punched in the head turns to face him. It does not like him. You see these little flower petals are now wilting back. It looks very upset and it actually almost seems to turn a darker, deeper red color. You see the creature rear back its head almost as if it's taking a deep breath and then it breathes this sweeping dust of spores against Amali. Is there an area that that remains in? It's a 10 foot cone. Amali, not expecting these spores to hit him in the face, uh, is actually breathing normally. And when he does, you see him almost freeze in position as if he can't move. Oh, gosh. For three rounds. Uh, Amali! Hey. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, that is that creature's uh, turn. Kelsey's turn. Kelsey just shouts, keep hitting it, Alan. You're getting to it. That seems to be its weak spot. You are at a plus three to hit. All right, next up, the plant is going to use the entangle maneuver. So it is going to reach out the vines and cause them to entangle Smoot. Cool. And it is going to try to continue the grapple on Mest. Wouldn't it technically have to do that first? It, yeah, it's a free action. I mean, yeah. It's considered a free action for the creature. It can take it at any point in its turn. If it wants to do anything following up the grapple, like attack you, it has to first confirm the grapple, though. It has to confirm the grapple first. So it... um. It does confirm the grapple. It is going to do its damage. Three. Hey, real quick. Uh, confirming. Is rubbing alcohol flammable? Yes. yes. Very. Oh, that's fun. That's why they uh, give you warnings. Because I have that in matches. 
Charles Smoot, it is your turn. Do you have anything to catch things on fire? Rasinger. He, what, he probably what is your has spell? sparks. I have sparks. Is that a ranged attack? Yes. Would uh, it be at a negative for concealment? Never mind. It wouldn't work. It only works on unintended object. Would I be able to throw a bottle of, well, or drop a bottle of rubbing alcohol and light it on fire? You'd have to pull it out of your inventory. That's a move action. And then in order to light it, you have to have the materials ready to light it. That is also a move action, which is fair. You can drop it as a free action, but it's fair that you have to use two standard actions to pull out the lighter and pull out the other stuff because you have to search through your bag. If you can manage to get the, the bottle of alcohol to land at my feet, I have a lighter. Wait, you guys have a lighter? Yeah, I, have a lighter. A, I have a lighter. Yeah, he's mentioned it multiple times, even this episode. Gee whiz. Yeah, it was one of the very few modern items we were able to loot. Yeah. It took me eight years to learn this piece. Click. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, alcohol, there's a rubbing alcohol does evaporate. So I, I, I believe it was it was described that this is like a Zippo, like a flip open Zippo, which would mean that we can use rubbing alcohol as crude, uh, not long lasting fuel for this thing. Well, I mean, I only have so much that I scavenged from the medical cabinet at, back at the base. Yeah. So, I mean, it should be hurting... Uh, then I would just go and attack the the main plant. 13 to hit. You take the dagger and you attempt to swipe at some more of the vines, but you falter a little bit as you feel the pain in your side and you hesitate and you miss the chance and you, you definitely miss that one. Are you going to stay in that position? I'm not leaving here without Alfred. Next up is Finvira Veer. Can you shoot the little one next to me? <laughs> I am going to jump down the cliff right next to Alan. Okay. Roll acrobatics. Mm, 12. So you jump off the cliff. You essentially surpass the DC for landing in this spot. It's not too high. You land again, similar to what Alan had experienced. It's a little shock because you're landing on a harder ground because there's actually stone here versus the softer grass nearby. And it sends a little shock up your body, which shudders you a little. Yeah, it's not something I would want to do. I probably would never do that even to the small thing if it wasn't important. All right. Um, I'll, I'll drop the bow. Uh, as a free action. Okay. And I'll grab uh, some of the wool out of my bandalore, and I will cast Daze at the creature in front of me. Okay, what's the DC for that? Uh, it also gets an attack of opportunity against you because you're right in its range. Fair. Okay, so uh, do the concentration for me. That's plus my level, plus my charisma modifier, correct? I believe so. 10. It passes. You just have to get a 10 to concentrate. So the spell goes through, it makes an attack at you, and you feel it as it pierces against your skin. The tongue just shoots out. Whoa, it passed my AC? Ouch. I rolled a 17. What is your AC? 19? Oh, he ro you rolled a 17. Okay, I yeah, I rolled yeah, yeah. a 17. Oh my gosh. Okay. It, it yeah. surpassed that. Uh, you take four damage. So what was the DC I have to pass, or he has to pass to not be dazed? 13. How many rounds? One. Okay. It is dazed for one round. What exactly does dazed do? You cannot act normally. You no cannot take any actions, but have no penalty to AC. So it is basically stunned would be, I guess, uh, another way to say it. It's stunned for this round. Actually, no, stunned is a whole other thing. It's not stunned. It's dazed. It's, it's specifically dazed for one round. Okay, so uh, that is number two. So the number two's turn will be skipped. Vinavere, your turn passes. But uh, as you pull out the wool, you see it disappear in your hands as you release it as part of the uh, uh, way to cast the spell. And it flutters in the air towards it and it lands on its face and then dissipates in like this smoke of sparkles and you see this effect on this creature and it just looks 
surprised and is just looking around, but is not moving or doing anything else. Amali does not do anything. His turn passes. It is Alfred's turn now. Please don't die. I Can have you drink a potion? It requires two hands to get into his back. Yeah, one hand. It's all you need. One hand. I mean, it still works as an attack of opportunity. So, I mean, it's up to him. If he wants to drink a potion, can I can, suggest can, you a can a creature that is grappling you make an attack of opportunity? Absolutely. It can uh, continue to yeah. grapple, but it won't. No, it can squeeze. It can absolutely attack with an, uh, a natural attack. That's silly. I have to keep trying to escape. So, I mean, you could either escape. I mean, well, he rolled it. Five. You had stellar rolls, and now you're being repaid with just bum rolls. It is Alan's turn. I'm going to use power attack. I'm just going to skip the math and go straight to the roll because all of my negatives are being negated. It's a flat roll. So I will roll for my power attack, which is an 18. Uh, It hits. Please roll your damage. Eight. You take your spear and you manage to ram it one last time into the back of this creature. You hear it shriek and this blood just starts pouring down the back of it onto your spear, down onto your hands, and you can feel your hands getting a little slippery on your weapon. But the vines loosen around Alfred, and you see it drop from behind one of the lion creatures and then drop from the other one in a massive thud on the ground, and it's just a bunch of vines and a pool of green blood pouring out. I'm going to make evil syrup out of your weird goo. That's fun. What? That, I, I said that in smoot voice. <laughs> Why did I say that in smoot voice? You were so inspired. <laughs> inspired by the grump. The creature that was released from the grasp of the vines looks at you, but it's dazed and it doesn't move. I had to remember that one was the dazed one. Yeah. As the vines loosen around Alfred, you can see again the vine on the back of this creature falls. This is from your guys' perspective. The creature shakes its head as if it's a little confused about what's going on, but it sees you guys with your weapons drawn towards it, and it lunges at Smoot. Wait, which creature? The one that spewed at Amali, which is also directly beside me. Wait, those are like, oh, oh. Yes, they're individual creatures. I was under the impression that those were little mini-me's being controlled. They are, but they're independent. It was overriding their minds. It was mind controlling them. Now they're free of the mind control, but it sees our weapons and is still attacking us. All right, so Smoot is going to attack you. It hits. I'm kind of egging it on. Come on, hit me, hit me. Yeah, it it definitely, it hits you. Uh, It lunges and it pierces your leg, dealing seven damage. And the other one's dazed this round, right? Awesome. It's turn has already passed, so, because it's, they they go um, one after the other. All right, Uh, so next up is Kelsey's turn again. She runs up to Alfred. She places a hand on Alfred's back and Alfred, she just, she asked you, are, are you okay? <laughs> Is he okay? The answer's no. <laughs> she asks you, are you okay? But for some reason you start to feel like everything is okay. Uh, you gain a plus one bonus on saving throws. Okay. It is Smoot's turn. Free actions do not interrupt a full round action, correct? Yes. I use a free action to take a five foot step so I gain a plus two flanking bonus from Amali on the creature. I'm then going to make a cold shot to stab the dandelion directly through the skull, plunging my dagger into its head. Okay, please roll to hit. Do they have skulls? I thought they were like, they have heads. If it has a mane, there's a bullseye in the center. That's what I'm saying. 19 to hit. Okay, it hits. Hot dang. 
That is going to deal seven damage to the creature, and if it is not dead, it is sickened for two rounds. If it's half its health, then it's a debilitating blow, right? I have no idea about that. I just knew that a headshot makes it sickened for a d4 rounds. But I did do seven damage to it, and it should be sickened for a d4 rounds. Big boy hits with little knife. Little tiny knife. Gonna want to get a bigger sword. Okay. I, I missed the club. You take the dagger and you jam it down into this creature's head, and you feel the gooey blood start to gush out of the top of it and drip down to the ground. You pull back the dagger, but you see that it is still standing, although it does appear to be sickened. Oh, Quentin, you're going to make the the corpse plant barf. Oh, takes a minus two to attack rolls and basically everything else. You're going to get digestive juices all spit up on your pants. (laughs) Nah, it's facing a molly. I'm fine. Okay. Uh, Next turn, it is Finnevere Avere. Alrighty. I, uh, I'm going to take out my dagger and plunge directly at the uh, creature in front of me. All right. So you pull out your dagger. That's a seven to hit. You take out your dagger, but your inexperience wielding a melee weapon shows as you try to swipe. Swipe is like my favorite word with daggers, apparently. Stab at the creature or strike the creature. But again, your inexperience shows and you are a bit faulty with your weapon and you are short. All right. That's your turn. Yep. Uh, Amali is still stay paralyzed for one round. This is his last round, so he will be undone next round. Alfred Kenneth Mested is now your turn. Run. Run. Run, you fool. Get revenge. Sweet revenge. I can't. The thing that attacked me isn't alive anymore. Well, the thing it was controlling, which also kind of made your life hell, is still alive. That, that thing didn't do anything to me, technically. Yeah, proxy revenge. Proxy revenge. Kill its, its compatriot. It could still be cathartic. No, or he could no. have a revenge modicum will of- come afterward. I can assure that much. <laughs> could have a modicum of self-preservation and run five foot I, step and go. I'm going to take a five foot step back away. So yeah, right there, and then I'm gonna drink one of my health potions. That's fine by me. Uh, just so we're clear, we're drink. I'm drinking one of the ones that came at level one. Okay. So a D8. Yep. Five plus one, six. Woo, you have 11 health. That's most of your health. No, I do not have 11 health. I have eight. I was at two. Oh, I I missed that. You got squeezed for three damage? Yes. Yep. Alan Taylor, it is your turn. I'm going to do what I've been doing, and I'm going to stab it real good. Okay. Roll to hit, please. 12. You take your spear and you attempt to hit this creature, the lion that is in front of you, and you jam down at the ground towards it, but it sidesteps it. Okay. I am going to make a five-foot step to right there, just to my side. The creature that you swiped at turns and faces Finnevere, who is now right next to it, and or still actually facing that one, and it is going to try to hit Finnevere again. So it lunges at you again with its tongue jutting out really quickly as if to pierce at you. It almost looks like a spear of its own as it swipes past you and stabs the ground next to you. It was very um, (gasps) close. So the creature that is between Smoot and Amali shakes its head and you see this face where its eyes, like it just looks terrified on its own and it is going to withdraw from the combat. Where does it go? You can, it does not provoke an attack of opportunity that, that way. Whose turn is next? Off of the first square it starts in. Yes. Yes. It has to travel around hey, a bunch Amali of different is people. Still, is still dazed. So it's going this way towards me. So it is going to run 
right next to where Alan is. I'm currently threatening it. So if it, well, but it's withdrawing. It, it's withdrawing. Oh, oh, no. So let's square, the square that here. it's currently in, the square that it's currently in can't be used for attack of opportunity. Yeah. It has to move into another square and then move again. So it's, okay. Is it only moving the 15 feet? No. Oh, I want to stab it. it. It's trying to leave. I want to stab it when it leaves that, that other space. Well, it, it's, it's, out of your range. it's going, it's running. The one it, behind Amali? No, no, no. It's exiting the map. It's out of the combat. He's, he's still You in... could pursue it, I guess, but it's out oh, of the combat right now. I take a five-foot step, and I charge. Because It's turn not is, your turn. His turn is next, isn't it? It's Kelsey's turn. Okay, Kelsey's yeah, then mine. You're skipping turns. So Kelsey may go. Wait, wait, wait your turn. <laughs> okay. Kelsey may, well, she said, Kelsey may go. Kelsey walks over to Amali, who is still kind of standing there, but he seems to be loosening up. <laughs> Don't breathe that in. Where to go? So um, he would turn and just see Smooth screaming, Aah! running after it. So yes, now you may take your turn. So yeah, um, would it be more than eighty feet away? It's. It gets to move it's, double its, it's normal it's speed. Moving its yeah, it's it's. Yeah. Oh, it withdraws only your normal move speed. As far as I could tell, uh, it looks. Or like I thought you could withdraw twice your normal move speed. It's double, yeah, double oh, your so it's normal, normal move speed. It's moving its top speed well, to get out there. When you withdraw, you can move up to double your normal speed. So it is about eighty feet away. Oh, perfect. So I can move all. I can charge, catch up with it, and then as the last action of a charge attack, make a melee attack with my dagger. Sure, you're off map. Twenty-one to hit. It hits. Dealing seven damage. So since he is off screen, you also get an off screen description about what's going on. You guys, as you're back on the battlefield, you hear just as Smoot runs by, he disappears over a little bit of a hill that he goes down chasing after this thing. You hear a shrieking sound and then it stops and it's silent. Finavir, it is your turn. Uh, Seeing the other one goes to flee, I am going to make a five foot step towards Taylor away from the cliff. Okay, sounds good. And I'm going to try to intimidate okay. the creature. All right. Do I, do I just roll intimidate? I'm trying to spook it, get it to run away, that, to yes, disengage. You would just, if you're trying to intimidate it, that's a free action. You can roll to intimidate. Uh, nine. What do you do to intimidate it? Uh, I raise my, my, my dagger up, my hands up high. I try to look big and go, ah! And I like I scream at it. It doesn't seem to understand. It doesn't acknowledge it. Some creatures are so unintelligent you cannot intimidate them. Quite literally by rules. And some creatures are also unintelligent to that same with that same level of stat, but ruled in such a way that they are terrified of everything. <laughs> well, if that was a free action, and I don't think that that's going to work, then I guess I would attack it. So you went boogaboo and it didn't work. Five to hit. <laughs> <laughs> you miss. Uh, again, your inexperience with the dagger shows through. And despite the fact that you tried to spook it, it hisses at you and it startles you a little bit. And you you pull back again, short of hitting the thing. Okay, so it's Amali's turn. Amali is going to approach walking over the dead corpse of these vines. Again, you see a massive amount of just force come from his fist as he punches directly into this creature's body and you see an indentation on the spot where he hits. It looks like it's in pain. Alfred Kenneth Mest, it is your turn. I guess I'll just walk up next to Amali and try to stab it with the knife. Okay, that's fine. Roll to hit. 
Three. You're feeling a little bit woozy after being squeezed. Your muscles ache. And honestly, holding the dagger is a little tiring, but you're still going to try to swipe or try to strike the creature. But you falter and you feel yourself give out a little bit and you're unable to complete the action. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Taylor, it is your turn. Uh, are we still under entanglement or did that go away when the creature died? When the creature uh, it, went, it yeah. went away. The creature itself, though, has become difficult to rain. Okay. Yeah, just you're standing just, on just confirming that I'm no longer at, at the entanglement minus to attack. So I will power attack stab it. Okay, please roll to hit. 12. With a mighty thrust, you lunge at the creature with your own spear. But it, knowing your attack pattern has been very similar throughout the entire combat... Leaps to the side of it. Yes, you got it. Dern bush, die! The creature sneers at all of you, and essentially what it does is it uses a chance to withdraw. It'll provoke an attack, of one, only one attack of opportunity. Was it go, running off to the left? No, it is going to climb. Up the cliff? It's going to climb up the cliff through the bush. Can you climb as withdraw? Half base speed. Oh. So, I mean, since you're doubling your base speed, you'd be able to go full 30 feet if you need to. If it was withdrawing, Finn would not attack it because he wants everyone to be safe more than he wants anything to die. So it withdraws and it climbs up without much difficulty. Am I allowed to throw a bomb at it? No, because that's not, attacks of opportunity must be made with melee weapons unless yes. you have yep. feats for otherwise. And it's going to be out of your range by the time its action finishes. So it climbs up, um, almost snaking up through the bush and you hear it just kind of shake. But that is the end of its turn, and it is moving as fast away as it can. Does anyone pursue? I will climb the cliff. Oh, heck no. I, I don't think we can catch up to it. <laughs> I'm going to throw the spear. I will take a second to advise. It's not worth it. It's leaving. And I'll just... I mean, I guess what I would be doing is just be cautious for a moment, so I'm taking a total defense action, technically. Yeah. And if you don't want him to pursue it, you can always get in his way. That's about your only other option. I don't want to. It's leaving. I'm happy about that. Amali. Well, you can try to stop him from chasing after it. I'm not about that either. Okay. Uh, Amali sees Alan rearing up and ready to go. And he walks over and he puts a hand on your shoulder. And he just says, leave it. It's not worth the pursuit. That's not what we're here for. But my gun. What? Nothing. Remember what we're here for. We have to stay safe. You're right. So that is the end of combat, and each of you gets 800 experience. Well, looks like we're going to have to take some extra time and rest up. He looks over at Alfred and then everyone else who had taken some damage and has wounds on their body. Sound off if you're not dead. I'm not dead. I'm fine. Can I be counted as dead? Not if you're breathing. I have taken a few hits. Ten four. Namely... Lifts shirt. I got bit. Oh, oh, we need to take care of these. Oh, we, we should probably clean all these wounds. I, I lift mine. like, look, we match. Yours looks a little uh, more profound, though. All D- right. Does it, does it look like a rose thorn shark bite? Basically. <laughs> all right. So Amali just says, all right, then we should probably just uh, now that I really wanted to just take the time. Like I said, let's go eat lunch, guys. Let's yeah. go. It's lunchtime, I guess. Lunch sounds good about now. We'll tend to those wounds. Should we just make camp here for the evening? Make camp? We haven't even traveled that far. We've been going at it for four hours. We all have wounds to heal. Yeah. We'll take a stop and then we'll get going. Yeah, uh, we 
We shouldn't linger here. We should- Yeah, I agree with Vinavir. The least amount of time spent in the light wood, the better. Mest, how much of that magic soup you got? Vinavir, it's the mild wood that we're worried about. We're in the mild wood right now. The light wood is the better place. Oh, sorry. My injury is making me delirious. I know. It's okay. We'll just- Let's take this time to recoup. Alfred, if you need to sit down and make anything, I would do it now. But I want to head back out. We need to get further into the forest. We have to get to the river soon. Otherwise, this whole trip is wasted if we get back too late. I'm agreeing with Amali. Uh, depending upon how, how much of that uh, secret sauce that mess has got, those of us with the most critical injuries can remedy ourselves enough to move, and then we'll take a, oh, we'll take a nice, long, restorative rest in the evening. All right. I'll try to treat the worst injuries, and depending on how I'm feeling, we'll see how, uh, we'll see I, how I do. How much damage did you take, Quinton? I only ended up taking eight points of actual damage. I took four points of damage. Or sorry, not, not four, 14. Okay. I, right. I, I, I have four um, HP. I, I'm going to tend to you first. How much magic soup do you have right now? Uh, yeah, how many potions do you have made? Enough. Med- how much is enough? Three. Okay. Magic soup should you, should be the last thing that we use if possible. How but many can you make in a day? Two? I think I can do extracts. I can do four. Four? Yeah, but we don't have the time. Maybe five? Extracts I can do in a minute. Okay, if so. we have the materials, while he's taking the time to make the, the the extracts... He can only make two per day. Okay. No, I can make more than two per day. He's level two. Not, not yeah, he's level two. No, no, no. You only have a set number of level one spell slots. When you craft a potion, it consumes the spell slot. Oh. So if you have two level one extracts, making a potion consumes that extract slot so right now as far as i'm aware you can only make two level one extracts per day which means also two level one potion smoot would just drop the carcass of this dandelion as we're calling it for now uh on the ground and rest up against it literally leaning up against its corpse so we'll do looting next time as well yes looting will happen next time i can do two extracts per day base off of just being alchemist, yes. and then I also also add my intelligence That's modifier no to how many I can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amali essentially tells you guys, "All right, guys, just let's take a break for about two hours, and then we'll head back out." So he leads you guys back up on top of the hill that you had to jump down from, and you set up a small area to eat and rest and prepare yourselves for the coming future. But before you head back out, Amali stops you all and says, I really hope this has taught you what exactly you're up against in this forest. I told you, it's not going to be easy. And that is where we're going to end off this episode of The Gate Chronicles. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. So if you enjoyed it, please make sure that you follow us on our social medias, which is on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at RollFound. And you can also join us on our Discord. Link is in the description of this episode. And in addition to that, guys, make sure you subscribe and leave us a review if you're enjoying it, because that helps us know what you like and what you don't like. And that way we can improve. Always improving. That's our motto. Maybe not. I don't know if that's our motto. Okay. Well, we'll forget. Scrap that motto. Not our motto, but a good saying. Scrap that motto. Okay. All right. And if you guys are still enjoying the show and you want to support us in other ways, please consider going to our Patreon. Link is in the description as well. Also, you can go to our website and purchase merchandise or merchandise, which involves hats, t-shirts, stickers, etc. All right, guys. So we will see you next, next week on the Gate Chronicles. Bye.
Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.